0: Our guest on the show today is Ian Cosenza, free surfer, big wave rider, jet ski pilot, originally from Rio de Janeiro, now based in Bali and Nazare. And when he's not charging big waves, you'll find Ian on his surfari boat called Mackie boat, taking guided tours around the Mentawais. In this podcast, we chat about Ian's surfing life um, taking off deeper than most people at desert point and in, in addition to charging monster waves lots of other stuff so please enjoy our conversation The Blue Soup Equipment Company is the creator of the Up Vest. An inflation vest for big wave surfers as used by Kotti, Justine DuPont, Ian Cosenza, Michel de Bouillon and Guinness big wave world record holders Garrett McNamara and Rodrigo Kosher Unlike other inflation vests, the up vest is not bulky and is just like wearing a rash vest. Therefore it's ideal for a variety of water sports. Many of us just want that extra level of safety because perhaps We're going to push ourselves into slightly heavier water than normal. Maybe we surf in strong rip current areas. Our sport takes us way out to sea. Or perhaps we're just getting older and not as strong as we used to be. These are all good reasons to wear the vest, And you can wear it by going to the Blue Soup website and using the 15% discount code, which is BWSP15. The link and code are in the episode notes. Go ahead, give yourself that peace of mind with an extra level of safety, blue soup. Welcome to the Big Wave Surfing Podcast. My name is Ian Simpson. I'm sitting here with my co-host, Toby Cunningham. And our guest today is Brazilian Big Wave Surfer, Ian Cosenza. Ian, welcome. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for inviting me for that. Sorry to be driving. Like quick mission, but like I'm happy to be in.
0: Yeah. yeah. So apparently you're driving back from Lisbon to Nazaré, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I need and to make like a quick mission, like because like rental car. So every like thirty days, I need to go there, sign some papers, show up, or like now the car is all right, and I can drive back Nazaré like another month without missions.
0: Right. And appa- apparently. You, you guys, I mean, Toby, you live in Nazareth, and Ian, you're based in Nazareth. You guys are neighbors, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, we we'll live much... like pretty much neighbors, we live like 20 meters from each other.
0: <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, you yeah. both, you've both got a, a, a sea view, you can see the waves from your window. Yeah, yeah, this it is it's like. It's like a
1: privilege, you know, like not many, many houses with that view, but I feel that the view is super important because we can, we can study the conditions pretty much like every day, especially right now that we are full of restrictions and we are like not able to go there and surf like all the time whenever we want. So we can at least like keep watching and make like our mind surfing and studying the swell direction conditions and
2: everything i feel like toby was the same yeah for sure definitely so i think so to- it, it's it, it's good i mean we're, we're 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 making the best out of this situation um yeah we can we can still serve right now so that's kind of nice
0: um but well, yeah how, how's the sea how's the, the winter season been so far for you guys in nazarene and like
1: for me like Talking about, especially, like, this season, uh, we had, like, some goals, like, on the beginning of it. And we pretty much, like, we made our goals already. And, but we still have a lot of things to do. Like, there's a couple contests on the way. But, uh, like, the goal for the season would be, like, put the whole team inside of the WSL contest. And after that, most of us, the end of October like I feel that double and all the commissioners and everybody like felt that okay that boys are ready boys and girls Michelle is in as well and we got an invitation for the contest that was the goal for the season it's complete and but we still have the contest to
2: do it so it's not that difficult. yeah nice so so Ian um let let's let's give the audience like a little bit of background because for you all right like you know you showed up and how how long have you been in Nazaré and like what attracted you at first to Nazaré
1: so I've been hanging in Nazaré like around five years like maybe six but my first season was like pretty much just like in and out just checking and like but it was kind of like something that always attracted me like I remember the when that like most as well that maya had her accident and like when nazare kind of explode after that i was in morocco i went like for like a search mission over there like for the same swell and i remember when i was there Burley and gordo they kind of called me and said oh it's gonna happen are you gonna come you're kind of close are you gonna come And then I was like, oh, no, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get some barrels with my sponsor. And on the day after that, I saw the, like, the size of the waves, like, how big and how great was that. And I I got that feeling that, like, I was missing, you know, because, like, I don't know, I love to be afraid. And I felt that, like, on that moment, there was something, like, huge. And I miss it. And after that, like, I was just, like, with Nazareth on my mind, but never had, like, opportunity. I lost my sponsor for a while, and that was, like, I don't know. It took a little, few years to set up some money and be able to to be here, rent a ski, and start to to do the proper job in Nazareth, and I don't know. That, that was how we started, but, like, Like always when I like when I heard about Nazareth was something that like was like giving me butterflies on my belly. And like the same thing is like magnetic, you know, when I know that I'm afraid of something, I'm going to look for it. So I don't know. That was like how it started.
2: That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, especially like you came here and then like you teamed up with Lucas Chumbo, right? So tell us how you know him.
1: I know Shumbo since he was a little kid. I'm seven years older than him, so, like, when we are kids, seven years is a big difference. Uh, I used to spend my, like, school vacation, like, on his backyard, like, in Saquarema. Like, one of my best best friends lives, like, I don't know, like, two blocks from his house, so I pretty much I saw, like, him and his little brother growing up. And becoming their monsters. So, but, like, he got, like, he got in Nazareth before me. And when I got there, Lucas Shumbu was already Lucas Shumbu, but he was always my friend. And he knows that, like, that I've been driving, like, for my whole life and, like, driving skis and stuff. So, it was just about, like, getting more, like, for me, getting a little bit more, like, confidence and experience over there. And... To feel more like, to feel able like to tow him, you know. So like, it is what it is. It was kind of natural, and like our team in our group, there is no like pointing fingers. Like you drive in, you drive in. We always swap. Like Aleman always part of our crew, so always when like he's over there, he drives all of us. So, but. Like, we made a couple competitions together, me and Lucas. So, we kind of got, like, a little bit more, like, I don't know, like, more time each other on the rope. So, it gave us more, like, confidence. and But, like, our team, we all work together. Like, Lucas told Michelle. I told Lucas. Like, I told Michelle. I told Alamo. And everybody likes to swap. Like, I feel that's really good because we can get, like, different techniques, you know? So, Alemão has like his style, Lucas has his style of driving. I have my style. Michelle is creating like her own way of driving. So, and everybody's getting good on it. And it's like, it's really good. It's
2: really fun. That's cool. And so like, just for everybody to know, uh, Michelle is your girlfriend. And so, and you know, there's not a lot of teams that actually have their, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. So this is really a cool dynamic. And it's actually the the only Brazilian team that has a boyfriend girlfriend, and that, they're actually really good together. Um, I've seen them before; they tow themselves into giant waves, and they're rescuing each other. And like t- Ian, tell tell me like how you like how you feel when she's riding a giant wave. Are you nervous or like what's what's going on through your head a lot of the time?
1: Man, that story like started a little bit before. Like, I know Michelle, like, forever. Like, we live in the same town. I used to compete with, like, her old brother. And, like, we started to date in Indonesia when she messaged me, like, asking for the forecast to the place that I have, like, a little shed. Like, it's in Desert Point. And, and like, and we went over there. I was riding it at the grower by myself. It's a super, like, heavy wave. Like, nearby a perfect wave. So and she like she decided to battle by me and she started doing good over there. She was not afraid, she was like committed, she was sending it. And then like we started dating, then like over there, like I was like, man, I need to take care of her, but at the same time, like I cannot hold her. So and when I when I said I was like setting up the base in Nazareth, I was setting up my stuff, she said, oh, no way I'm going, I'm in. You're not going to let me, like, you're not going to let me at home and do that. So this it was kind of natural. And I know that, like, she pushed herself. Like, she trains really hard. She goes to the pool. She goes to the gym, And, like, she's, like, investing, like, time, money and mind on it. So, like, she's my girlfriend. But, like, she's an athlete like, oh, at the same time. And she's super well prepared. So it makes makes me relax. At the same at the same time, but yeah, I do go like nervous like to see a person <laughs> that I love riding that monster and putting her life in Greece like every day, you know? It's not something like okay, once in a while, but we do it there like <laughs> almost every day.
2: But I guess for sure. And and for the audience, like like he he's towing his girlfriend into not just like okay, so the average, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend will be towing themselves into what, like, maybe 20 foot waves or whatever. Like this is Nazare. This is the craziest wave in the world. So they're towing each other into like bombs here um, on a regular basis. So it's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, go, go for, it, for the <laughs> word, but oh, I gotta tell you something. I copied your ID. Now Michelle is my fiance. And I gave her the ring like in the outside of Nazare, just like you did with your girlfriend.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: I did. I thought it your idea, but I need—I like—I need to tell you that, you know.
2: Like, congrats, man! When was that?
1: I, I did the same. Like, that's your idea, but like, it's working really well. No, nah, yes. perfect, <laughs> man!
2: Awesome. When? When was that?
1: Um, uh, a little bit before Christmas, like a month ago.
2: Oh, cool! Nice. So, <laughs> so when date?
1: Uh, I don't know. We have no day yet. It was just like, we were there, like I had the ring already, like, and that was pretty much the last swell of last year. And then I said, okay, it looks like a good time. And then I nice. just put the ski a little bit more outside and I told her, oh, can you pick it up? Like the little plastic bag on the, on a compartment in the front. And then she got, and I said, I'll oh, open it. She said, oh, why? Like it's a plastic. No, open it. Like you're going to like it then. And when she opened it, it was like a ring. And she was like, what? What are you doing? Come on, like, you're not filming. You're not shooting there. Like, got the camera. <laughs> That's
2: funny. That's really cool, man. Yeah.
0: Right. You know, but uh, Ian, a lot of people say, uh, you know, working with your, your girlfriend or your wife all day and then going home and, and, and cooking with them and living with them and sleeping with them all, all night is like, is some people say oh something you should never do because do you take your work if your work is big wave surfing do you take your work home with you and then argue about it in the night about who did you didn't pick me up quick enough or you didn't you didn't sling me in quick enough how does it work the dynamic of working together and living together man i used to have
1: like exactly that idea like I never worked with my ex-girlfriends, I never let them get like so close to my like big wave universe or even like my surfing career but like Michelle is doing the same already like long time you know like I cannot just like okay you're not gonna do that anymore because you're my girlfriend like it like doesn't make sense and I'm super proud of her so like it was something kind of natural you know like I have, like, my, like, my business life as well. Like, I have my company in Indonesia. Like, I'm opening, like, other business around the globe. And, like, and, like, this is kind of separate, like, from my relationship with her. Like, she knows everything. But, like, surfing, our surfing is 100% connected. Yeah, we bring, like, work home. Like, we talk about, like, what happened. Like, sometimes it's hard because, like, She's in she's in a mood, I was like I'm in another mood, and then we start like something like doesn't go well in the water and kind of like goes to, to to the house. But at the same time it's good because like it's something that like we're gonna need to work out. If we wanna like keep as a team, if we wanna keep uh, keep as a couple, like maybe like something that happened in the water, if we bring it home. Like we can talk and we can discuss a little bit more and get in a solution for that. Because like, like, always like if something goes wrong in the water, it's because like someone made a mistake. Something happened, and like we lost the wave. Why? Why we lost the wave? What happened? Why do we wipe out? Like why do you lost the board? Like why were you couldn't rescue me? Like that was something that it will always make us like pushing the evolution. So. at the same time that we fight
2: so it is what it is yeah it's it's working so far so that's really cool yeah i I mean i i'm with you on that i mean heidi's doing radio for us and so i mean i can kind of see how like we can kind of improve each other a lot through the years you know because i mean it's it's our partner so we're going to be able to get used to each other and like constantly like and consistently tell each other what, we, what we're we doing right what we're doing wrong and stuff but um you know i, I want to get on to like what you're actually doing because you're not just a big wave surfer man you you're like a business owner you you actually are tell us about maki boat like the the indonesian tour that you set up the luxury tour the most gorgeous boat i've ever actually seen in my life tell us about it
1: yeah, man, I'm kind of like a businessman as well.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: sometimes I, I cannot resist and, like, I see some good opportunities and, like, I'm good to get people together and set up, like, and realize, like, like my dream, like, since I was a kid. So I always dreamed to have a boat and to be able, like, to surf, like, the best waves in the world. So, like, I spent a long time in Hawaii like, doing it not on a boat, but, like, catching waves and, like, doing what I love to do. And and then I started to go Indonesia. And after, like, 10 years over there, like, splitting my time between Indo and Hawaii, I, I saw a good opportunity, like, to buy a boat, like, together with a couple of friends. And then then Maki's there, like, we saw like, a beautiful wooden finessey boat, like, that fits a lot of people inside, and like, I have, like, some, I made some really good contacts, like, when I was, like, surfing on the Wise while I was, like, hanging over there, I saw, like, people growing, like, 10 years, like, doesn't look too much, but it's a lot of time, like, the guy that was, like, 18 when I met him, right now, he's 28, like, and he can do a lot of things. Like he's a businessman as well. So people is growing together. And I got lucky that like I have a really good like Indonesian partner that helps me a lot. Like to get like financial investment, and like, connecting, like everything. And we just pulled Maki boat like to run on the mental wise. So when when there is no waves in Nazareth, I'm in Indonesia like taking care of the boat. And taking care, like, of Yuki brand as well. Because it's a lot, another business. It's not my business. Like, it has a CEO. But, like, he trusts me so much that, like, he, he puts me, like, to make, like, so many stuff for the brand. That I feel that, like, I'm super part of it. Yeah. So, like,
2: That's cool. over here in Nazareth,
1: when there's no waves, I'm taking care of the business. I'm taking care of the team. And... But never like forgetting that I'm not like that, and I have like, like first of like everything. Like I'm a surfer, and I'm gonna do my stuff. Like my stuffs as a surfer. So
0: for sure, well, that's yeah. the main point. But, I, um, like
1: on the background, I have the
0: both. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, um, Yuki Brand, Yuki Yuki Hisa is a friend of mine. The uh, the owner of Yuki Brand, and uh, he. He sponsored a contest, an online contest, um, surf web series that I recently put together. Um, so we we a bit of time together um, setting up the business side. He's a really nice guy, isn't he? Man,
1: he's one of the best persons like I ever met. Like he's so pure, you know, and like and so intelligent that, that like sometimes like it's hard for me like to get it, you know, saying so why. Like why, like he's investing this and this and that. Why, like, but uh, like after like five years, like working with him, like I realized like the the way he's doing it and like how good it is and like, and how big we are
0: in such a small time. Um, good. Hey Ian, I was going to ask you, uh, going back to your boat, do you have a captain's license? Can you captain the boat? Uh.
1: I cannot, like, I cannot be the captain in Indonesia, because, like, I cannot, like, I could be able to guide my boat, because it's not, like, pretty much, like, open water, so, but, like, like and I want to surf, I don't want to be inside the boat, like, while everybody's surfing, I don't want to be the guy that will be taking care of the boat, so, I put the boat on the road, and, like, I tell the captain, we go that way, that's the good wind, like to that spot. Like we go that way. I just give the orders. Keep with like my like personal GPS in hands. And if there is any problem, I'll show up over there. But like normally, I like I'm not able to be the one like controlling and guiding. Like not guiding, like uh, driving the ball. Right. Well,
2: yeah. Speaking because of, of like, the well, sp- speaking of Indo, yeah. like you wanting to surf, I mean, you've been charging Desert Point for a long time now, just getting barreled out of your mind. Like, tell us about you wanting to surf that part of the wave that everybody else is scared to surf.
1: Man, it it was something that like, when I arrived over there on the first time, like with some really good friends, like. Eric Souza and Pedro Tojao, the, like, the water shot guy. Uh, he just told me, oh, look, like, oh, Eric surfed over there a couple weeks ago. He got amazing barrels. It looks like a closeout, but once you, like, you get, like, on the right spot, you can make it. And then we were watching from outside, outside. It's, like, it's a closeout, and there's a perfect wave, like, right in front Like, what are you guys doing? And then, like, we start to ride it and understand the right direction of swell, the right tides, and in the right position of the wave. And we realize that, man, it's one of the best waves in the world, like, if you know where to sit and the right direction and the right tide. So I've been, like, hanging, like, in Indonesia for a long, long time. I know when it's going to break. And, and I have a little house, like, right in front of that, of that way. so Nice. It's, like, it's a dream, you know? Like, there is no looks at all. Like, everything is super simple. It's, like, it's like four sticks of wood and, like, a wooden platform and a couple bamboos to make, like, shadow and comfy during the night. And this is it. I have not even doors or windows, just, like, a curtain. Nice. And, uh, I feel super safe and super like comfortable like over there and like once like I already know the wave like I feel like comfortable like to be there and charging.
2: Yeah. Uh, well what's like what's the drop like?
1: <laughs> Sorry?
2: What's the drop like?
1: Uh like depend on which part of the wave like and which one like there are some double ups that the drop get like really really hard it's like a, like a chopo if you yeah. see from the water but like some water ones, the drop is kind of easy but you need to be on the right spot if you are on, like on the wrong spot like if you are too much on the peak you're gonna fly like you gotta be like behind the peak you got us on the wave it's the kind of wave that like you need to trust her you know
2: yeah got it that's pretty nuts. And like, so so, does that train you for end for for Nazareth at all? Like, because I know you're you're towing a lot over there. But like, what like what type of you know with the wave in in Desert Point does that kind of get you ready for like heavy drops here or?
1: It's like a totally different setup, but I feel like the moment that I'm charging over there and the moments I'm charging over here. I feel that it gets connected because, like, sometimes I'm super afraid over there, big swell, like, 12 foot, like, dry reef. And over here, like, 80 foot, 70 foot waves, and, like, the adrenaline gets, like, really close. But the setup, like, is totally different. But, sure. like, I feel that, like, like, at the same time that Nazareth give me, like, confidence like to charge like some some like super gnarly waves around the world like like that little spot in in desert point like makes me feel comfortable like to charge waves in nazareth like you know what i mean it's like yeah
2: for sure yeah definitely like that's how i feel at chopo just that same yeah, yeah. flight.
1: it's like this. Like you are charging hard on the same level. Yeah,
2: driving. yeah, definitely. And we can definitely use that way to calm ourselves down in giant surf here in Nazare. That's what I've noticed. Uh, you know, actually speaking of that, tell us about your your ski outrunning that wave while you're getting it, like eaten up by the wave with Lucas Chumbon back. Tell us about that and how the heck did you hold on? Mm-hmm.
1: Like Lucas is always trying like some different stuff, like so on like and like and I'm always like telling him, bro, do whatever you want to do, like be the best. I'll be there for you, like no worry. Like if you want to have like if you want to do a, like a massive air on the first session of the wave, go for it, like do it. If you fall, I'll pick you up. And like that day was like, exactly like that. He just tried to make a big air on the first section. The wind kind of blow him back. Yeah. And, like, we'll be everything all right, but there were a couple of skis in front of me. So, like, people on the rope and stuff because we were still a little bit outside. And, I need to drive around like a couple skis to pick him up. So, I got a little bit late. That's the truth. He was not, not really in risk. Like, if I wasn't late, you know, like, but I was late, and when I got in, he was, oh, no, 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 give up. And I said, man, jump in, jump in, bro. Like, I'm here. And he jumped in, and then, like, I started to speed up. I have a really good ski, like, it's a beast. It has, like, 300 horsepower, and I trust that ski a lot. Yeah. And I was speeding as fast as I can, but then we hit, like, some whitewater bumps. They like reduced the speed straight away and then like that monster just ate us. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I got eaten. I remember that like I couldn't see anything, but I was like on top of the ski. So like and like in my mind, my GPS I was pointing straight. Yeah. So like I said, okay, like I'm still like I didn't fall, I didn't fall. And then like, it got a little bit of promotion, and then it got poof. I gotta speed it out. And then I said, okay, we deal. did it and then like kind of like another one just came like kind of sideways but like on my mind i was like okay we did it we made it like no no way it's not gonna put me down sure so like and like another situation that happened like few days before i was like driving i was rescuing michelle and that was what made me comfortable like to keep myself like on that ski because I rescued her and like, and like uh, the white water and the foam like caught us, and the ski kind of went sideways and it was kind of like this way, and like as soon as I push it, like the ski was working even on the foam. He got a little bit of like of power even like on the super foamy shit.
2: Yeah. And
1: and we didn't fall. Like I was hundred percent sure we will flip. Like when I was with Michelle and it didn't flip it. And then on that day, like monster day, I was with Lucas and the situation was kind of the same. And I said, OK, it's not it's not going to put me down like I made it already. So I'm going to do it again. So we made it when like after we, we made it and said, OK, I look back. He was there. Like, OK, everything's OK. Everything's all right. Yeah. brother. OK, Exactly.
2: Yeah, situations like that make you a better driver, you know, and, and it makes you more confident, confident as well. Uh, I've, I've noticed that when I'm rescuing people on the inside. Just like, like, you know, the more you do it, the better you get.
1: Yeah, like, once, like, I don't know, it's the good of, like, it's hard to say that, but we are always putting ourselves in risk and always trying a little bit harder, you know? So, yes. like, some t- situation there, like, Normally people say, well, just like, okay, let it go. We are always trying, you know, like there is one second there, like split that you can make it or if you, or you cannot make it, but you only knows that if you get super close. So, and we always try if we can, at least we try, you know? Yeah. So like, and when we make it and we try really hard and then we know like, okay. It can work. Like, even we got it, then, like, we still can, like, deal with that. So yeah. you start, like, to push a little bit harder to make it, you know? Because, like, we see, like, people, like, and dead skis, like, flipping on that situation. But I never saw, like, uh, like a sea do flipping that way. I never saw anyone getting to like something like really nasty and heavy like that. But like, I always saw like the C2 driving like a little bit different. Sure. So like I said, okay, maybe like I can try like with this machine a little bit harder, you know?
0: Yeah, Ian, sorry, you were cutting out a bit then. So I asked Toby a question. I asked him what, um, what jet ski he's got. Uh,
2: I have a uh, FXHO for just the tow. And then on the bigger days, we have the SVHO, which is a supercharge. Yamaha. Um, And that's, yeah, and that's for our backup. So on like regular days, I just, I don't mind getting a beat down, you know, just like whatever, it's fine. Um, But when it's bigger, you know, we have the SVHO for last second pickups because, you know, it just picks up really fast. So that's like the SVHO can, can just, Really pick you up fast. It can get you out of the way incredibly fast, like right away I mean. instead of the FX, which takes a little bit of time. So there's a lagging period with that. And so like what what Ian's doing is he's got pretty much the same thing, but with even more horsepower. And so he can literally wait the last second. And you know, he's been doing this for a while. so he understands like how long he can stay while his partner's grabbing onto the sled until he has to take off and run. So we are li- we are literally playing with like quarters of a second with picking people up. And yeah. so like Ian's been doing this for five or six years or more, you know, I've only been doing it for about six years and um, I'm still learning, you know, it's really hard to time that, especially when your, your partner's life is on, on the line.
0: Yeah. And I mean, talking about um, your, your lives on the line. Ian, um, I, I believe that uh, actually this podcast, Ian, is sponsored by, uh, Blue Soup Upvest. Um, they
1: are together with us, like on that, like Blue Soup, like has like his designs and we are working on Yuki brand designs, but with like the Blue Soup lungs, like inside of it,
0: Right. Yeah, we are
1: we are partners in like in a really good like stuff that will coming soon. I I had
2: a I had a question for you, man. Like, what's your training like? Because I, I know a lot of people are surfers here and they're they're looking at big wave guys like, wow, we're crazy or whatever. But like, what is your training for like breath holding? Like, what are you doing? I know that I've seen you go to
1: the pool a lot over here, in Nazare. But I love to swim in the ocean and get my own food. And it gives me a lot of like confidence, like on my lungs and on my breath. So, like, I think like everything started from that. Like, and and over here, like it's really cold. Like a lot of current. Like it's not really good to spear fishing. And it, like I don't want to like spear fishing over here in Nazareth. And that's why like I train on the pool. But at the same time, like. Since kid, I used to training with, like, Guto from Ipanema Pilates. And, like, every season he's been coming over here, spend, like, one or two months with us, like, making sure that we are going to be ready and well prepared for, for the big wave. So, and when he's not over here, we can make, like, video calls, like, during the training and stuff. And we have like a little bit, like, we have a gym area on, on Yuki Brand Warehouse that, like, we can, like, pretty much, like, can keep the main when the when the coach is not over here. Mm, yeah, that's cool. But the pool is really important, dude. Like, pool is really important. Like, spear fishing, it's something that, like, it's like a hobby, but like it helps a lot. It's a super healthy hobby. And but like the pool, it's it's when you like when you realize like when you check the results, you know, like right now, like I'm doing like easy walking with like walking like 50 meters with carrying like a 16 kilos belt like on the water. I know the the weight doesn't like doesn't matter when you are in the water, just like just to make yourself like under there. But like, if you have a little bit extra weight, you start to make a little bit exercise. So it's the same as you walking with like carrying like, I don't know, like 10 kilos, you know, like on your hand, like for 50 meters without breath. Yeah. So.
2: Like, and, and, and how, uh, how long can you hold your breath static? I just uh, said,
3: static,
1: like, like, I don't know if like, if I'm in a super training, like training hard, like with like someone watching me, I feel that I can go over three minutes. But yeah. right now, if I just get out of the car and jump in the pool, I know that I can handle one minute and a half. Like, sure, yeah. Without like too much work, you know? But if sure. I work work my lungs out, like I can take like three minutes, like in yeah. a couple hours of training. Okay, that's,
2: that's great, cool. I mean, I'm, yeah. the reason why I share that with people is, people are like, "Well, these guys must be able to hold their breath for five, six minutes," and it's like that's just not true. You know, it's it's. Uh, I think it, would you agree with me that it's, it has a lot to do with your mindset when you're getting wiped out?
1: For sure, we never spend more than like thirty seconds, do like underwater, yeah. you know. And if you know how to use the the up vest and your your equipment you're not going to stay two waves, hold down. Yeah. You know? So like, and if you have like your mind, like prepared for that, you know, that like it can happen, that, that maybe you're going to stay a little bit longer, but you have like your partner, you have your, a spotter over there. Like, like a lot of like setup. it makes you feel like, Oh, all right. Same like you on that day that I picked you up. Yeah. Like, There were, like, people scared on the radio. Yeah, like, go there, help Toby. Like, his team couldn't pick him up twice. And he's on the zone. He's going to get washed into the cliff and blah, 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 blah. And then when I got over there, you were like, Shaka, brother. I'm okay. No worries. (laughs) You know? like Yeah. It's like this. You're well prepared. Like, it's a situation that, like, for, like, handle people could be something that, like, oh, my God, he's going to die. But, like, you know, you feel that, okay, the cliff is still, like, 100 meters from me. Like, the white water is calm. I'll be washing to the beach. Like, like if I keep, like, okay, everything's going to be all right.
2: Yeah, that's true. That is, that's good. It's good for people to know that because, I mean, we are humans and we're not just, like, subhuman crazy robots out there like that can hold their breath for so long it's literally about your mindset and i bet you like it's taken you years to prepare your mind for wipeouts like that and that we don't just jump out there and go for it and just take a beating we're we're, like working up to that
1: yeah i feel that there is a lot of things you know like it's not just like Okay, I can hold like five minutes on the water, like I'm a superman over there. It's not like that. Cause if you get pounded, like, like on your lungs, you're gonna lose like all your breath. Yeah. And in like, and it's gonna be your mind that will like keep you alive. So, yeah, exactly. And just experience and like time of flying that will make you like get into that and. Like, I don't know there are some kids that are already born crazy and like can do whatever they want and, like like chumbo you know, but like, yeah, yeah normal people I feel like I'm a normal person, I came with sure. like academic family and stuff like there is no like superhuman in my family and so I don't feel like I'm a superhuman so but yeah, you, you yeah, don't. chumbo
2: might be super uh, superhuman uh, after the, the the time that I saw him back during that second peak like. 60, 70 footer. I'm just like, wow, that guy is ridiculous. How did he survive? Man, like,
1: his daddy, if you saw his daddy, you will understand. Really? Like, yeah. Like, we call his daddy as, like, big shumbo, shumbo. <laughs> like, his daddy is, like, a crazy, like, guy, like, those, like, gasoline addicted, you know? Like, he has, like, dirty bikes. Like, he has, like, a big, like, monster th- truck car. And like he flies like parachutes, like skydiving, like all the crazy shits. Like his daddy is already doing. Like like his daddy is a guy like a little bit, a little bit like ahead of like his time in Brazil back in the past. Like an idol on his city, you know. Like not an idol because like oh he's famous. Like he's an artist. No, because like he's a crazy guy that like that does like his, his things and survive.
2: Yeah. Once
1: one day, like his daddy fell off, like the parachute didn't open. Right. And, and he landed on the, like on his neighbor's roof, explode the roof, like (laughs) (laughs) broke a couple bones and like, but like still alive. Yeah. The guy's a monster for (laughs) sure. And, and, and also,
2: I mean, you guys are like pushing the limits to like what, is possible on waves like i remember i mean you guys are doing airs now you're doing 360s or whatever like you guys are you know pretty innovative out there in, in Nazareth
1: it's about like man like like okay like he can do like an air 360 in a small wave but like why people don't do that because people is afraid to fall and get the next one on the head like spend a lot of time on the water and something like that. But but like, we're kind of like preparing ourselves like to get like on the water. So, okay, I know that I can hold, so I can try because if I fall, I can hold the wipe out. Or if I fall, my partner will pick me up before I get pounded by the next one. So it's a kind of thing that like once we, it's the same as like all the acrobatic sports that once you have, like, something to hold your landing, like, to make sure you're going to, like, even if you, like, made a mistake, you're going to be safe, you're going to keep trying new things, you know, motorcycle, skateboarding, like, biking, and, and everything. They're, like, okay, if you have, like, safe, like, safety zone, like, a safe area, people that will take care of me, like, I can try new stuff and, like, I'm still alive. Yeah. Yeah, very cool, man i feel that that's the point we are taking care of the background so the guy that is on the wave like can like charge as much as he can like try like new stuffs. that we are going to be there for him, you know yeah it's that's like good. this
2: yeah that's that, that's a really good point i mean you've built your team over many years and you know that's actually one of the hardest things i've noticed about surfing Nazare is like finding the right team that's consistent and that you can rely on hundred percent because then you can charge as hard as you want. And because if you have a crappy partner that's you don't think is going to rescue you at the end of the wave, you're probably going to be freaked out and like not charge as hard. So yeah, I hear you, man.
1: Man, if you put uh, everything like on the right spot, everything working good, you know that your partner drives really well, like, you know that your backup, like, like partner, like drives really well, like all the skis are ready, everything is good, your, your straps are ready, like things are ready. And like, if everything is in date, it, like you can feel like 100% free to try, you know? okay, like, now it's about me. I'm going to try new stuff. Like, my team is ready. Team is there for me. I'm going to charge. I'm going to try. I'm going to make I'm going to send it. And and then you go. But if you have on your mind, oh, fuck, like, my backup ski is not really good. Like, my driver is not really good. So you start to have, like, many other things in your mind that, like, that will make you surf, like, more, like, like, conservative way, you know? Yeah. Like... Yeah, I hear you. But yeah, that's that's the good point of like being here with like a good team, like and good people that like we trust, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure, that's great, man. That's yeah, perfect. You, guys, you push push taking it to the next level. That's for sure, yeah. So,
1: so Ian, yeah, I was gonna
0: say, uh, so what what goals do you have for twenty twenty one? Anything special? Um, like. I told you like before,
1: like the the very first goal was like to to be in the contest. Like if it was not for this season, for the next next season, work out really hard, like to to put me and Michelle. Lucas is already in, so to put me and Michelle on the team and on the on the contest. And we did it. That was the first goal. Next goal is like put my boat to run and make the business like get back on the normal but it's not like it doesn't depend on me it's about like COVID like laws and restrictions so and the next goal is like make a good like good appearance on the the XXL award like if not as a surfer as a driver and make my team like put my team in a good position over there and for now this is it like just keep it keep doing my job and i feel that like the goal is already done it's like it's about like collect rewards and whatever come will be welcome okay like easy to find me like instagram is at ian cosenza and my main sponsor is Yuki Brand, and I have some like really good co-sponsors. Like one of them is Nazareth Water Fun. is the is the company, is the enterprise that like have like many skis and make some tours and like really show up Nazareth for the tourists and like and set up like all everything that you will need to ride like in a safe way over here in Nazareth and Nipanema Pilates is the ones that like taking care of like my training and my core and full wax, man. Like since kid, those guys are with me, like supporting me. Like what, whenever I want, like right now it's, it's a worldwide brand. So everywhere I can receive like good wax and make sure my foot will stick on the board.
0: Nice. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks Ian. Keep staying on the board. Yeah boys. Yeah. Yeah, from Toby
3: and I, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for giving us your time. Clock strikes the hour and it's time to move on For better, for worse, the time it has come It's a big wide world and the days are so long Wherever we travel, well, our spirits will be warm Drifting along day after day. No simple answer to the complex melee. Keep your chin up and smile as you go. Always remember every dog has his day. Clock strikes the hour. It's time to move on For better, for worse The time it has come It's a big wide world And the days are so long Wherever we travel well Our spirits will be warm You work your days graft For the others around The end of the day, well, there's no thanks abound Live for today and plan your life well You're number one when the time bells sound Better for worse, the time it has come It's a big wide world and the days are so long Wherever we travel well our spirits will be warm Remember the outcome is not set in stone Sliding doors mean that you're never alone we all got a bed, some rough and some smooth. I'll make mine tomorrow and I hope you approve. Clock strikes the hour and it's time to move on, for better, for worse. The time it has come. It's a big wide world, and the days are so long. Wherever we travel, well, our spirits will be warm.